to Change Nation. I'm Ariane. Today I have the pleasure of having a wonderful woman, Anna Haneo, on the show. She is part of a dynamic three-person duo of fabulous women that are committed to really empowering young women to be smart, intelligent, and to really realize that being smart is actually very cool. They are the founder of what they call the Smart is Cool movement. They're going to tell us a little bit more about that and how we can really empower women, whether it's yourself watching, whether it's daughters, sisters, um, to really sort of own that part of themselves. Anna, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So Anna, I know quite a bit about your organization. You do? I do, and I wanted to really share this with a lot more people because I'm a believer in, in what the mission is and the issue. So for people who don't know, what is the issue right now? Well, what we're doing is we really target um, college women in the Smartest Cool movement, and what we're trying to um, accomplish is to really have them embrace their intelligence because that is what's going to get them through this economy, what's going to get them through life. And it's not about only being book smart, but using all your tools, all your skills and all your smarts and every, anything that you learn along the way to help you reach your goals. Are you finding that young women in college right now are hiding their intelligence, pretending they're not? Are they flunking out because they think that's not cool? Um, you know, with some girls, what we do, we take the college girls and they facilitate this program, which is our sister nonprofit, Girls Take Charge, and the high school girls, which is what the college girls facilitate, they tend to not do that. When they reach college level, there is a big um, gap. There's girls that are very smart and outgoing, and there's the ones that aren't and are flunking. So we're trying to um, bring that gap closer together and make it so that everybody, you know, so there isn't this um, anxiety about being smart and not so cool, especially when the girls, you know, there's frat parties and all these different things, and it's cool. It's That's the most fashionable thing you wear should be your intelligence. Which I totally agree. Where <laughs> do you think the problem comes from? Is it from the media? Is it from celebrities? Is it from intelligence not being valued? That women are starting to go, ooh, that equals not cool. As opposed to, no, that's the greatest thing you can show up with. I think a lot of it, yeah, is the media. I think that a lot of the girls that they look up to is, you know, these girls aren't very smart and they're not making the wisest choices. And it's acceptable, and it's everywhere. I mean, you can't even, like, the New York Times sometimes writes about these girls. So you're, like, looking at um, newspapers or, you know, the news programs that are valued, and they're featuring these girls. So it's like, oh, well, I guess that's okay, and it becomes so acceptable. But I think that what we're doing, and as you know, we're writing a book highlighting women that are smart and very cool professional women, and showing them and saying, you know what, yeah, there may be the Lindsay's uh, and Britney's, but there's all these women that have accomplished such great things by being smart. Like, let's make a change. Let's do this a different way. Anna, did you go through your own personal story with this? Did you feel you're certainly smart, but you were not cool, or you had to try and be cool? What was your personal experience <laughs> through this? I guess, yeah, transitionally in high school, um, I was really skinny growing up. I mean, like, outrageously skinny. But I ate a lot. But I just, I don't know, I just didn't gain weight. You're lucky. <laughs> you're lucky. <laughs> I had these huge glasses, and I loved to study. I would, was the kind of kid that would, like, stay up till 3 in the morning reading, like, my books and stuff. 
And uh, when I got to high school, like, I wanted to be a little cooler, and I started hanging out, got rid of the glasses, and, you know, there was, like, a little time period where my education kind of went to the side because I was enjoying, like, being a cooler girl and not looked at, like, you know, like, a little awkward. And um, I think by the time I was graduating high school and went into college, I was like, okay, there really needs to be a balance between the both, and I need to do something with my life. I can't, like you know, balance is key. And I think that's what we're teaching the girls. And having gone through this myself, I can definitely tell them, I can relate. You know, you want to party, you want to go out, you want to have fun, you want to look cool, you want to dress up. That doesn't mean you need to hide your intelligence, not show up to class or, you know, really excel. What do you think is a good definition right now in the world we live in of what it means to be smart? <laughs> um... I think to be smart, you need to not only have, you know, a great rounded education, you need to read books, it's really important. I think you need to be up on the news. I think you need to be up on what's going on around your community, not only like globally, but really, really embrace your community. Like what's happening? Who are your neighbors? Like what can you do to help? And I think a well-rounded, what we call a well-rounded, smartest, cool person has self-confidence, is really independent and is a community-minded leader. Because I think when you enroll a leadership, you embrace a leadership role, or you happen to really take in what's around you immediately, you really start to grow and are able to, I don't know, see more of the world. I think too many people look to travel and, I mean, and go abroad and are like, oh, what can I learn in, over here? And they have no clue what's going on around them. Tell us a little bit about the website about what's on there, what resources you actually offer for, for um, young women? Well, we're going through a lot of changes, but what we're doing... We like change. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what we want to do is offer these stories to the college women who sometimes... I actually, last night, um, it's just been really hectic lately, and I was reading through the stories, we're putting it together, going in front of the publisher, and I felt so inspired, and I was like, you know, that's what I... I felt inspired. I want the girls to feel inspired. I want them to be like, have a really tough day, maybe a hard exam, and then, you know, read Ariane's story or Geraldine's story and say, wow, this is how they got through it. And it was through using their skills, their smarts, and wits. It wasn't just about, you know, how am I going to ace this test, but how am I going to do it, like, productively? Um, and that's what we want to offer. Another thing is we do offer, like, smart school t-shirts and things like that, just fun stuff. Mm -hmm and really have a resource where they can go to learn from women like yourself. And I'm going to ask you about the role of boys and men in this, but we're going to take a quick break okay. and we're going to be right back. I'm here with Anna Haneo. She is one of the founders of the Smart is Cool movement for women. Anna, what do you think the role of boys, young men, men in general, has to do with women feeling cool being smart? Do you think there's a message there for the men as well in terms of how they look at us being smart? I think that um, we've discussed that a lot and embracing the men and bringing them into the movement right now we're keeping it for girls but I think it's really important I think that a lot of women 
you know, validate themselves through what their partner or boyfriend or think about them, you know? I think a boyfriend, especially in high school and college, has a huge impact on you. And if they shun that, then, you know, the girl tends to, like, back away. Um, Geraldine Laybourne actually talks about, in her uh, story, about her husband. And we asked her, what is the smartest decision you ever made? And she said, choosing my husband. And it was, you know, to really have a support system. So I think men have a huge, huge, huge impact on how women feel about their intelligence and, we you need know, to, who we they do are. need to pick them well. Yeah. <laughs> Great question. What is the smartest decision you've made today? <laughs> I think, I mean, up to today, I think the smartest decision I've ever made is starting this movement. I mean, I was working a corporate job and having that, you know, regular life or whatever people call it. And I was miserable. I hated it, and I would get stomach aches on Sunday nights and Mondays. I just like was ill, and I quit. I quit on all of that, and my life completely changed, and it was a little upside down for a really long time. But you know what? It's great, and it's the best thing I could have ever done. And you know, when we sit down with the girls, it's like such a validation that this is exactly where I need to be. How do you help a girl, young woman, who actually really doesn't feel smart? So you're not talking to smart women who are pretending they're not, but Uh women who are like, I'm just not sure I actually really am smart. How do Um, you empower them? Well, like I said, we have a nonprofit um, partner, Girls Take Charge. We have encountered girls that don't feel smart, that feel um, a little less than themselves, or maybe they can't accomplish something. I have a story of two girls that came up to me. I'm Colombian. I was born in Colombia, Hispanic. And um, they were like, are you really Spanish? And I was like, yeah. They're like, Can you, did you really do all those things you said you did? And I was like, yeah. They're like, say something in Spanish. You really say it. And it was so weird. I was like, okay, I'll say something. And it was like them feeling like it maybe it was a little bit more about race or not being able to accomplish. But it was like, you know, you can do anything. And I sat with them and I talked to them. And I was like, you know, it's what you believe in yourself. And there's been other girls and other examples. But, you know, that one always stuck with me because I was like, wow, these girls are like... I don't know, it's sad to see that. And it was great to see them change and walk away, like smiling, like, wow, I can do this. What are some of the role models that you've interviewed for this upcoming book? I'm very excited about the book. Not because I'm <laughs> in it, just because I know the impact yeah. that this kind of book is going to um, have on people. Geraldine Laybourne, like we said, from the Oxygen Network. Uh, Denise Oliver, who was one of the pioneers in radio. She was one of the first women disc jockeys and was one of the first women to really run a radio network. Um, we have... The Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, who is also confirmed. We haven't had her story yet. Uh, we have Jen Groover, who is like a powerhouse um, businesswoman. Do you see? Do you see the same sort of message, or does everyone have sort of a story that led them to a different place? You know what? Every story is different, but they all say the same, basically the same message. But they're all still different and unique in their own way. I think um, everybody's personality. We're Oh, it's being told in the first person, so everybody's personality really comes through. So what is the message you keep hearing over and over again? That smart is cool, and smart being cool isn't only about education, it's about everything. Take every experience and like live that moment and cherish it because you never know when it's gonna, you're going to need it, and you're going to need that tool that you picked up along the way. What, what do you think your message is for parents who have a daughter, young daughter? 
she could be in school, she at any point. What would you tell parents about either what they're saying or not saying to girls that they maybe need to be reinforcing right now? I think parents, um, there's like a happy medium between being a friend and being a parent. And I think they need to really um, be aware of what's going on, social media, texting. Um, we had a parent come up to us and, you know, through working with girls and the parents come in and she was like, you know, I'm having trouble with my 14-year-old. She texts and there's no communication, no like, and then they go and make out. She's like, I don't know how to stop this. I, I don't know what to do. And <laughs> she's like, <laughs> so we, you know, we sat with her and we're like, well, maybe you need to talk to her more. Maybe there needs to be like, you need to be proactive about having her if she, you're going to allow her to have a boyfriend, then have her, have him come over, have dinner, you know, show by example, because that's all being smart too. It's like your parents, what they're showing you in a relationship, it's what you're going to repeat. I mean, these are all the tools you're picking up to be a smartest, cool woman in the future. Any message that you would give for older women in terms of like what they've learned about be going through this particular experience sort of to younger women who might be listening like I find a lot of the times there's so much wisdom not only in women our own uh -huh. age but like women who really have have gone through other stages of life what do you think they would tell young women today I think they would tell them you know to use enjoy your life and and really like I said and I think Geraldine was one of the ones that said this the best was like Every experience is so helpful. Like, you have no idea how, I think sometimes we just like are kind of, especially today with social media, with everything going on, with the busyness, like, it's like a fog and you wake up and you're like, whoa, a year just went by, what happened? And I think you need to really, like, take steps and be present in what you're doing because you're going to wake up one day older and be like, wow, either say, wow, I really used everything I learned and this is where I am, look at my life, how wonderful it's been, or look back and say, I didn't really take in what the gifts that I was presented with, and this is where I am. This is really not very cool. <laughs> so, Anna, one of the things we do on a lot of our interviews, because we have people like you who are uh -huh. real examples of change and making change happen, not only in your own life but around, is to ask you a couple of questions specifically about change. Mm -hmm. um, what is the hardest change you've ever either had to make or face? I think leaving when I left corporate world it was scary it was you know because that was organized and it was Monday through Friday nine to five you went to work you know got a paycheck and then it was like okay I have to make my own schedule and I have to make sure I show up for work and it's not nine to five it's like nine to three in the morning <laughs> and um, just I don't know you know now you have to think about investors and all these different things because you're not getting a paycheck you know there's no direct deposit so those were really, really tough, but great, challenging changes. What is the mantra that you tell yourself? What is the belief that kind of keeps you going through these times of change and uncertainty? Wow, there's so many things. Um, what I do you fall back on? Do you fall back on, you'll figure it out? Do you fall back on, I'm smart? Anything's possible. You know what? That's usually what I fall back on. I'm never afraid. It's like, it's never like um, <clears throat> I'm going, 
this is what I want to do. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'll get there. Like, always. But my entire life, even... And my mom was a huge example of that. Like, my mom was always the kind of person that was like, anything is possible. And she'd be like, this is what we're going to do. And my sister and I would look at her like, yeah, okay. And it would always get done, and there was always a way. And I feel that that's what's really taken us through these past three years. It's like, these are our goals. We're getting there. How we're going to do it, I don't know. And then... You know, you get a phone call. Oh, I know this person. Who knows that person? I mean, it just happens. The universe puts those gifts in front of you if you have your mind set on your goal. And if we're, it's a positive thing. We're a big believer of synchronicity and yeah. signs and the right things happening. And I want to thank you for being oh, on the show. thank you. I just want to thank you for the work you're doing in the world. It's thank important you. work. We need you to keep doing it. You know, you have my support whenever you need it. Oh, thank you so much. For more information on Anna, on Aaron, and also Beth, who are the other two people involved in this and who've done beautiful work in the world, please go to their website, which is sicmovement.com, sickmovement.com. You can also find them on our website at first30days.com. We've profiled them as being change experts. And for any other interesting, inspiring interviews you might be looking for in any area of your life, please be sure to visit us at changenation.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for watching. Mm -hmm.